basin in the old bayou. Find your favorite fishing pole. Find out where's the next honey hole. Only on the top rock fishing machine. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry, along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show here on Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of the show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana, and we give about stories about the USA and the world. And, Rick, uh, each uh, Friday, these are the fine people, the reason we're here. Oh, yeah, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola. Home Run Pizza, and our new sponsor, Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, the number, you got to dial that old area code, 337. The number is 367-1240, and you can also listen to us online. That's right, at www.kane1240.com. Anywhere in the world, if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can also listen to Kane Radio on any accessible Internet device, we're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victus Cafeteria, which is open. And, Rick, uh, freshwater, saltwater fishing, what you hearing? Tony, I was out of, out of pocket this weekend, but I did get a few good reports, and hopefully Mike will be calling in pretty soon with the results from the hog fights from uh, last Wednesday. But the basin is, uh, I've been hearing some very good reports of Sakalay around the Sherrington, Miet Point area, Bayou Benoit area. And uh, I can I see the level has came back down. And it, I guess the water has stabilized, Tony, and uh, the fishing is starting to get better. Yeah, the water's been down uh, uh, for a little while now, and uh, and it looks like it's going to head on down another foot or two. Down to, it's right on just a shade under six feet this morning as of six a.m. Right. And uh, we're looking at uh, during the course of the end of the month down to uh, the June twenty fifth, twenty sixth, uh, holding at five feet too, Rick. So uh, and Tony, I still don't understand. You got flooding in some states up in the Midwest, and uh, I guess they they got to be diverting the water because they're working on the levee. I keep saying that by Sherrington, they they're doing uh, some big redo on the locks over there. So they, right. they got to be diverting some water some kind of way. And it's a pretty good sized project too. Anyway, uh, it's uh, it's pretty interesting too uh, that. Uh, and the water is down, but you know, a few weeks ago when I went out to uh, to see what was going on with the saltwater fishing out at the point at Quintana Landing, and we'll talk about uh, got the big redfish tournament again uh, this weekend. Right, the water was up to the uh, to the top of the. Well, uh, that's because you had a strong high tide, Tony. That's well, for cutting you yeah. off. you get a strong south wind plus a high tide. Yeah, it it pumps some water in the bay. Yeah, a lot yeah. going on too at the state park out there with uh, construction and things of that nature. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, it's just something to see. In the meantime, uh, uh, Rick, uh, uh, as we always stated, uh, basically, I know you haven't been fishing lately, but what's been working lately uh, out there at uh, the ponds, uh, the lakes, uh, the yeah. basin? Tony, with the with the turn of the weather now, it's, it's warmed up. Well, now it's really warmed up. Uh, since, you know, about the middle of May, fish are starting to uh, come around on top water a little more. You know, Mike had mentioned that a, a week or two ago. Uh-huh. And uh, top water, you know... You, we're almost in that pattern now. I can remember when we used to go to Toledo Bend. You get a good bite early and a good bite late because in, in the middle of the day, like right now, 96, 98 degrees, whoo, you know, even to stay in the boat, if you had a top, it would it would be tough, you know. Yeah. But you're going to get that early bite on top water, uh, like your frog baits, you know, your buzz baits. And in, in the afternoon, you know, maybe around 
when it starts just to cool off just a tad, you know, around 6.30, 7 o'clock, uh, do a little worm fishing and then, you know, maybe a little crankbait off of ledges and stuff and then right before dark go back to the top water. Anyway, uh, basically, uh, I know uh, with that uh, too, Rick, I also want to mention mention this for the past few weeks, that the bridge is open yep. over in Butler Road. So for all you people that uh, 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 take a little drive or whatever out there uh, on the Levee Road out there near uh, Henderson. But uh, in the meantime, uh, like I said, maybe uh, waiting for Mike Sanitary to give us a call and oh, see yeah. what took place. And Tony, uh, I love night. when I go to Baton Rouge. I know I, I've told you that when I go to uh, Bass Pro. I love to take the levee. You know, you uh, just like a little scenic tour, yeah. maybe is what I'm trying to say. You know, instead of, uh, you know, hitting all the red lights and, and uh, you know, I hate to say it, but advancing through way, man, that, yeah. that's that got to be, <laughs> golly. But anyway, you know, it's, it's a good little, and the road is very smooth on the levee, you know. Yeah, you're you right know? about that, too, uh, with that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, yeah. The, of course, you know, we've got the tournaments going on right now uh, with the Louisiana Star, the CCA tournament, which is taking place right now. Are they catching any, Tony? They, they are. The, the, they had a little movement they had. A uh, lot to talk about this morning. Uh, yeah. We're going to bring it up uh, uh, next week. But uh, in the meantime, I haven't seen. I'm looking around looking with a tag, redfish, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, in the state of Louisiana yeah. between the four divisions. And uh, a lot of opportunity for people out there. And uh, they're catching fish right now. I can tell you that because uh, yeah. I pulled up uh, late yesterday afternoon the, uh, uh, I want to say, the red snapper allocation came out, what they're catching right now. And uh, with it opening on, what, May 26th and this being uh, okay. June the uh, 16th, right. they've already caught 10% of the allocation of not over right. 900 pounds. Really? So uh, 900,000 pounds, yeah. you know, so uh, with that. So it's pretty interesting. Uh, so the star tournament's open. you got to register. you got to also be a member, so you have to uh, get involved with that. But uh, a lot of prizes and boats out there for people. And uh, what more can I say? But it's an opportunity uh, to win some nice prizes too, yeah. Rick. And then, Tony, uh, to bring up about a fishing license, uh, I know, what was it, uh, a couple of weekends ago we had free fishing weekend? Last, this past this weekend. This past weekend. Yes. Okay. So now, you know, <clears throat> I noticed on my license coming up, I'm going to have to renew it. You know, I just wanted to reiterate on that, that, you know, just watch for your license because now it's, it's year to year to the day that it was purchased. That you is know? correct. That's so right. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because uh, it's about time for me to read in your mind. I noticed the other day. Yeah, and it is. Uh, so with that, folks, uh, just to remember, uh, with your allocation, uh, you know, if you set it up to automatically renew, uh, check yep. out that. They should have sent you some emails. Uh, hopefully you put your email in there and uh, advise you. And usually seven days before your license is due, they're going to send you another one. Right. So uh, uh, just be on the lookout for that. Oh, in, yeah. in the meantime, with the CCA Star Tournament, uh, with that, uh, they got the big redfish tournament. Uh, we've been talking about that for the last few weeks. That cranked up back in March, and they've got a couple more months this month. Tomorrow, they go out and fish uh, crack of dawn, maybe even before okay. the yeah. sun comes up. They're out there early oh, registration and all for yeah. those guys. And uh, it's a lot of fun tournament. Uh, it's uh, you got to put up, a, I think, a, a C note to go fishing in it and all. But mm-hmm. uh, some of the results I have from the first uh, – uh, from March 25th, April 22nd, and May 20th, of course, they out tomorrow on the 17th is uh, K.O. Uh, Kempfalong is uh, heading the pack right now. He and uh, Randy Miguez up at the top, followed by Bo Evans, Caleb Evans, and Cody Haas. 
uh, all in there. Uh, looks like one last month. Uh, I'm looking at the scores. Uh, last month, the winners looked like the St. Germains and yeah. Pee Wee Clint Freeman, along with uh, 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 Heath St. Germain, okay. were the winners of the uh, Redfish Tournament uh, last month. And uh, we got a call coming yeah, in. Uh, be Mike now. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Good morning. You're on the air with Kane Radio. Uh, yeah, hunting and fishing. This is Mike. Hey, What's Mike? up, Michael? Good morning, Mike. How's it going? Oh, it's hot, man. <laughs> Tell me about man, it. Man, talk a lot. Softest show. Yeah. It makes hot. You're right. Mike, uh, how'd things go uh, this past Wednesday night? Uh, uh, and I forget where y'all were fishing. We, we were out of Bayou Benoit, and we had 23 folks. Nice. Uh, first place was uh, Johnny Hester and Jerry Mocott. Three fish for nine point one two, uh, oh. worth five hundred and eighteen dollars. Wow! Second place was Jacob and Don Schuman. Let's see what they had. Uh, they had three fish for seven point five seven, worth three hundred and eleven. And then Brad Romero and uh, Kyle LeBlanc for third, with uh, seven point four six, and they had big bass three point seven five. So they got. 207 plus 115 for uh, for big bass, and the next one is out of Mead Point. All right, all right, Mike. What? What? Uh, just chatting with guys after everything. What was working for uh, the fishermen uh, out there uh, Wednesday evening uh, uh, out in Bayou Benoit? Well, they, they, they were tight lipped because we have an open uh, tomorrow, so I didn't hear much chatter. Okay, all right. <laughs> and how was the water? How was the water, Mike? Low. <laughs> All right. So it's low, finally low and hot. The, the, le- the level finally caught up, huh, Mike? It's low now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, uh, I mean, in my opinion, in 20, 25 years, the only place you might be able to fish is the GA cut. I mean, that's a shame. Yeah. And, Mike, you think. Built enough. Yeah, you, yeah, you're right. Usually this time of year, though, the water's higher, Mike. You think because they're working on that, mm-hmm. that, that structure, uh, by the, by the locks that by they're the keeping it down? Sharing? Yeah. By Sharrington? Uh, I've. I really don't know. Yeah. But while they're doing that, they need to dig out Taylor's point. Well, I wish they would. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right, uh, buddy. Yeah. And but, uh, also, of course, y'all be fishing out of me at point uh, for the following week. Uh, so I guess uh, 10 days, 12 days from now. Yes, correct. Okay, yep. 23 boats. Pretty good uh, Pretty yeah. good representation oh, yeah. out of Benoit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And we still had, we had a couple of new ones. So, uh, yeah, we're going on number eight already. So I'm flying. Boy, you're yeah. not kidding. And it's yes. hot and continued hot. Yeah. It's only June, Mike. It's yeah. only June. Yeah. The summer equinox oh, yeah. is Man. not to the 21st of June, Talk the summer it. equinox. So we got a lot more hot weather coming our way. Oh, yeah. But well, all right, dude. All right. Thank you, Mike. Well. Have a fine weekend. Happy Father's Day, Ted. Y'all, too. Yeah. Thank uh-huh. you, Mike. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, so interesting, uh, uh, you know, with uh, tight lip. Of course, he said they got a little open uh, tournament this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mike had told me. I, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me about that, Tony. Yeah, anyway, so uh, like I said, it's hot and continued yeah, hot. Well, you heard something. he said the, le- the level is finally caught up. It, you know, it was dropping so fast, Tony, it was hard to project. They were projecting it, but you know it was the water was still higher than what yeah. they were saying. But now that you know that the bottoms fell out, and you heard what Mike said, he said it's, the water is low. So 
Just got to be careful. Yeah, you're right about that, too. Anyway, the Louisiana Private Recreational Red Snapper Landing estimates uh, through June the 4th, and usually it's about a 10-day, 12-day uh, uh, getting back to us because they got to go out there and uh, do some estimates and uh, get some uh, calls. But the near uh, real-time landing uh, data collecting uh, in the program indicates 95,332 pounds or 10.2% of the Louisiana's annual private recreational allocation of 934,587 pounds have been harvested so far. And like I said, uh, Rick, uh, five days in May, or six days right. in May, the 26th to the 31st, and then uh, four uh, days in uh, June. Uh, it's nine days, and they've already caught uh, 10% of the uh, right. allocation. That's right. Oh, yeah. So they look, they, they're catching them, Tony, and they're plentiful. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. Uh, But the question is, when we hit that 934,000, if they're caught 10 percent in just a little over a week nine days man what were you looking at maybe yeah. another maybe uh, uh uh 80 days and then we flew fishing well, uh now you got to realize we got what the fourth is right around the corner it is so it that's, is that's, gonna, and the fourth is on a tuesday this gonna, year they're gonna stack them up so. and you know you're allowed to catch red snapper every day now but you're only allowed three right. uh through that and you have to limit uh, the to the limits and the uh, weight estimates and all that come into play but uh well, the product is going to be interesting yeah yep. it began you know uh, season will run seven days a week with the three fish limit per person and uh, 16 inch total length minimum. Uh, so it's uh, it's interesting, Rick, to see how that's all gonna fly too. Ten percent right. already caught in nine days. That's uh, that's strong. And uh, then, well, I guess they want to get feedback, Tony. That's the only way. You know, that's why they do these uh, surveys and, and whatnot. Uh, and I guess they're they, they looking to either keep it or add to it or, you know, I guess they're, they're searching just for the pattern, Tony, to see, you know. But like you said, they, they caught a lot of fish in, the, in a short amount of time. Boy, you're kidding, too. Next on, uh, talk about a little bit about is, you know, David Cresson, who's uh, the CCA head uh, involved in the discussions aimed at reaching some compromise on the speckled trout. And he's he's to the point where, hey, man, we need to cut bait of fish. We need to make some uh, changes or just uh, adhere to what we're doing and all. And he's been heavily involved on talks on how to address the declines in two of the state's most popular fish. Of course, the speckled trout, uh, right. I guess the scientists call it the spotted uh, sea trout. And then the redfish, uh, which is basically the red drum. Yeah. Uh, the State Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has been trying to come up with a plan to reduce the limits on both in a controversial topic, especially regarding the speckled trout. And Crescent, uh, uh, you know, David Crescent uh, basically uh, – he participated in the task force uh, working on the compromise plan for the speckled trout. And uh, after earlier, one proposal by the state was shot down by the legislature. Uh, the group has come up with a multi-pronged uh, uh, plan that includes keeping the minimum at 12 inches, but reducing the number of fish per angler that be kept per day from 25 to 15. And well, I think I can live with I that s- too, Rick. To me, that's pretty good, Tony. Yeah, you know, any other significant changes would allow anglers to keep only two uh, trout larger than 19 inches, you know, to keep the uh, big females out there. So uh, with that... uh, What they're trying to do, Tony, is is keep some of the juveniles, like they said earlier, to get out, you know, into the spawning areas. And uh, the number, the harvest number now, they're they're saying, you know, it's it's too high. So, you know, and this guy's saying, well, look, like you said, it's time time to fish or cut bait, you know. Let's get it done. And, you know, over... uh, 
further west of us in Cameron Parish, they do have a 15 uh, speckled trout limit and all. So they've had that for quite a while. Yeah, too, they so have too. Yeah. So you know, it's, and I want to say Alabama is even lower than that. Yeah, and I want to say right. even yeah. some of the other states too. Uh, not sure what Texas uh, may have, but the saltwater fishing for specks, it's right here, and it's due to all those uh, rigs yeah, and right. uh, everything else. That's yeah, right. Bayou's uh, and structure. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, anyway, of course, you got the environmental factors, too, with the land loss and salinity issues and things of that nature. But in the Manhattan, you know, with the pogies, uh, right. with the commercial take of them. Uh, so, it's something that uh, they'd like to see addressed and put to bed, too. And uh, I would, too. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I can live with the 15. You know, you go out and catch 15 specks. Uh, you know, 30 fillets. That's, that's, that's a right. Lot of, lot that's meat, right. Tony. And uh, there are a lot of specks. You, you got to yeah. throw back the smaller ones. Uh, so, anyway, folks, uh, it's just something yeah. to, but to look me, at. But to me, Tony, that's a good number. <clears throat> you do that and keep up with your survey. And then later on, if that doesn't work, then you come in with some kind of slot, like what he was saying. You know, and I guarantee you, it, it's, it, it'll be pretty close. Yeah. Anyway, uh, also talking about, we mentioned this a little bit last week with the snakehead is here and aggressive. It's an air-breathing fish, too. It's making fish. That's right. You know, it's a land-crawling fish from Asia. Could spell trouble for the fish and other native wildlife. And, uh, you know, an angler spotted a pair of adult snakeheads in the old river in Oxbow Lake. Uh, you know, it's branching off the old Mississippi River up in Concordia Parish, about 12 miles from Natchez. But okay. uh, basically, I was I was at. these snakeheads right. made their first appearance in the United States in a pond behind a strip mall. All right, of so all a strip mall, so what does that tell you? Yeah, that's, that's right. An Somebody, aquarium shop. Yeah. One or two got too big. Oh, just go throw them in the pond. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They they grow up to a three foot long, you yeah. know, and that fish is spread to other 12 other states. It's measuring about three feet. It will eat just about anything it can sneak its, right. its teeth into, <clears> whether it be crawfish, dragonflies, fish popular anglers like bass and crappie and they've known to wiggle out of water and poach lizards tree frogs folks oh, even yeah. small ducks mice even triple a batteries for that matter yeah. uh anyway they can breathe air and it's a rare trait among fish that allows the species to gulp air while dwelling in shadow or low oxygen waterways and they seem to live in places like they shouldn't. It, it can be hot, shallow, grassy, poor-like, and an agricultural ditch. They really only need enough water to keep their skin from uh, glowing with a mucus. Uh, I guess it's like a, a, a big bar. It's a protective uh, film. Yeah, yeah uh, like an alligator gar, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they get their name from the serpentine looks at uh, pointed teeth in their eyes on top of their head. And, folks, it, it, it's a fish you got to keep an eye yeah. on. Tony, they're saying Maryland, they're really bad. Maryland and Virginia. Yeah, up so, in that way. Yeah. Anyway, they, they uh, also have their success, their breeding success, rapid growth, and dedicated parenting. You know, they'll, they'll hawk over their uh, eggs when they lay them, not unlike a lot of other fish. And uh, anyway, it's a fish. Our beds for Louisiana, it's still unclear. But right. the warmer weather down here, uh, you know, uh, the snakeheads look a lot like bowfins, a native fish that also thrives in the shallow and stagnant water. And yeah, We call pick. them shoe picks. That's pick. right. Oh, yeah. That's right. In Louisiana, they may find uh, food if the snakeheads begin to pillage their territory. So Louisiana doesn't have a snakehead response plan, but officials are hoping to track it. Well, this is one silver lining, though. It's possible a snakehead invasion, the mean, ugly fish. Actually, uh, they're quite delicious with a white, flaky meat that's not like a cod. And 
in Baltimore that featured on the menus of fancy restaurants. Yeah. And after a little time in Louisiana, who knows, uh, snakeheads uh, may start popping up in Poor Boys. Oh, yeah. And another biologist uh, mentioned that he prefers them to catfish even. And Louisiana Wildlife and Fishery asked that anyone who uh, suspected uh, a snakehead fish uh, is not to return it to the water. Anglers are asked to take a photo of the fish, kill it, uh, double bag it and freeze it, then call the Wildlife and Fisheries uh, Aquatic Invasion Species Hotline and send them an email. So uh, just important in that, Rick, and uh, yeah, you know yeah. as well as I do. Yeah, uh, hope that don't get out of hand. Yeah, and those fish, um, unlike the what was the big uh, Asian carp that likes to jump out the water. Yeah, Lord. You know, so uh, yeah. anyway, in the meantime, it's time for our first break here on Kane Radio's Fishing and the Hunting Show. We'll be back with more right after this. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning and Ragin' Cajun Foods delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasoning, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Ragin' Cajun original recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana over the last 38 years. Ask for Ragin' Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today. Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask them for that rage and cage and say ball. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. We have a new player on the field and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. Chip Shots. Mondays at 5 on the all-new game 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. 
Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Uh, with that, Rick, uh, you know, the CCA uh, has got their big tournament going on, but they also do a lot of other things for the state of Louisiana and the Coastal Conservation Association. Yeah. Uh, they got a reef out there at South Marshall Island 235, and it's an artificial reef that was uh, located uh, uh, south of Sipmore Point, and uh, it was a project that was a joint effort the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, uh, with Dan Oss, who's a sponsor of uh, some of our uh, radio here along with uh whitewater contractors and uh they're excited about that reef out there and there are a lot of the reefs that uh cca gets involved in and all and uh its initiative is aimed at replacing uh vital fishing uh habitat where oil and gas platforms have been removed and uh south marsh island 235 is a reef is a 13th individual reef that Louisiana Project CCA has completed since the inception of the program back in 2019. So hmm. that's a lot of good things to help the fishing out there. And uh, CCA is just not a tournament they held each year. So, folks, it's a, it's a good thing to get involved in and in, uh, in right. our area. And I, I think the dues are $30, $35 a year. It's really uh, – a small increment to uh, go forth, and uh, they do a lot of good things for uh, the state of Louisiana with regards. And, of course, there are CCA programs throughout the Gulf states from Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, and also Texas. So uh, pretty interesting, too, in yeah. that regard. Oh, yeah, so we lose a lot of land, Tony. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing if you sit down and think about it. You know, you don't really see it, but those, those waves and the uh, Water, water, move some, move some soil, move some earth. You know? Well, you're right about that yeah. too. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, want to remind folks too. Coming uh, on uh, June uh, 30th at July 1st and 2nd is the Iberia Rod and Gun Club's big rodeo. Already, that uh, yeah. is right around the corner. You know, today's the 16th. So uh, with that, uh, the June 30th, uh, 13. Uh, uh, basically 13, 14 days away from uh, that tournament cranking up. And uh, they're also going to have the uh, Angler's Supper Tuesday night, June 27th. So uh, uh, you might want to look up uh, their website and get involved. Uh, they're looking for some new members and people to help out and all. It's a lot of tasks yep. to do that tournament out there each year, and they do a great job with that crowd. We hope to get a spokesman on maybe before, maybe uh, the Friday before all that start taking place. So uh, June 30th, that's going to be a Friday, Saturday, and I believe a Sunday because July the 4th is a Tuesday this year. Okay. So uh, yep. with that, anyway, uh, Iberia Riding Gun Club, uh, they do a great job, too, uh, with that rodeo for the past, I don't know, how many, almost 70 years now. Uh, they yep. uh, began that back in either 51 or 52 with the Iberia Riding Gun Club's fishing rodeo out there at Quintana Landing at Sitmore Point. So... Anyway, I just found a pretty neat article. I was going through it, and uh, they were talking about all the different uh, states and fishing and everything. And uh, they were bragging about uh, one guy bragging about Minnesota having the 10,000 lakes. And it's uh, and they can't believe they're not the number one fishing state in the country. Well, the question was, who is then? Would you believe the great state Louisiana is really? the best state in America to huh. reel them in? I didn't know and, that. And uh, it's uh, quite positive. It's also the state with the worth of mosquito mystery, too, well, <laughs> index. But yeah, you got the, the swamp. That's, that's swamp. right. Yeah. That's right. But both uh, claim to fame have something to do with their abundance of 
of water. And the research teams looked into things, you know, uh, with the water area, number of fishing licenses sold, fishing license costs, charter and guide costs, fishing equipment, bait sales to come up with, annual rankings, and Louisiana numero uno right. uh, for fishing. And, Ricky, you, and we bragged about it. You can saltwater fish in the uh, morning and then head to the uh, bayous and oh, the yeah. lakes later on to fish 20, fresh 20 water. Minutes. That's yeah. right. Just that quick or I vice versa. I can be Doe Tree or the Basin, Sherrington, wherever, and then 20 minutes later I can be right there at Bayou Patu. Yeah, and catch the tides out in the salt water, you yeah. know, for the fish. So uh, interesting, uh, and the 10 states for the best fishing in 2023, Louisiana was number one. Then comes Wisconsin, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Maine, South Dakota, Wyoming, Alaska, and Georgia, and at number 10, Ohio. Ohio. Surprisingly, I, I think with Ohio, I guess uh, huh. with the Great Lakes up there uh, in yes. that area. So, yeah. anyway, the 10 worst states to fish in, I found this surprising. Okay. Number 50, Connecticut. Number 49, California. Then Kansas, Nevada. Going down, 46, New Jersey. 45, New Hampshire. 44, Virginia. 43, Texas. Found that strange. Uh, yeah, that Texas, Sam Rayburn and yeah. Toledo. Well, Toledo's half Louisiana, half yeah, Texas. Yeah, that's right. And uh, of course, uh, Lake you know, Fork. Yeah. Somebody told me years ago, most of the lakes in Texas are man-made. Sam Rayburn, all they those are. lakes, they they're all man-made yeah, Lake lakes. And other than some of the rivers that flow through uh, yeah. Texas, like you know, the red, uh, the red yeah, the, for all the population. I mean, I'll get it right. I mean, that's Sabine right. River. Indiana, yeah. number forty-two, and Maryland, number forty-one, with the Chesapeake Bay there. Okay, you know? so Tony, that that goes, you know. I, I guess you can look at it both both ways. They do these surveys, so they go off of licenses. You know, now no doubt each each one of those states, even though they're further down the line, still has some real good fishing. You they see do. What, I won't yeah. deny that. You know, so I mean, they, they go off of uh, surveys. You yeah, know, with, no, you know. And of course, they also factor in the number of licenses being purchased, oh, the yeah. cost of the license, right. uh, you know, the abundance of the water to fish yeah. in, and you know as well as I do, if you were looking yeah. for water here, there's oh, yeah. plenty of it. Well, when you go down towards you know the east end, I got a lot of my cousins out of Georgia. They do charters out of Grand Isle, and I mean they. they they religiously and they they catch fish. You oh, know? what? They no, go they, they go once a year and they they charter the, they charter the whole boat. And oh, yeah. again, I say thanks to Kerr McGee who built that first drilling rig out of Morgan City okay. back in the late forties. Is yeah. uh, uh, you know with yeah. a lot of satisfying. And you'd be fishing. amazed how many you know tourists and and tourist dollars that gets pumped into Grand Isle, Tony. You know just oh, yeah. just from fishing. Oh, you're you right. Know, we talked about that a while back. You're yeah. right. Anyway, uh, we talked about this off the air a little earlier, too, uh, during the uh, day, about the two men uh, being arrested uh, 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 for fishing uh, uh, (laughs) with a battery in their boat, shocking catfish. You know, a 37-year-old and a 32-year-old, both of Ville Platte, and they were angling without a license. And the the craziness about this, of course, shocking fish is just wrong. But all they had to do was wait another day. They caught him on the 9th. They had free fishing on yeah. the 10th and the 11th with that they didn't have licenses right <laughs> and of course the two were arrested they were using a 12 volt battery under the seat which was connected to a can of smokeless tobacco yeah. and during question one admitted to the agents of using the electrical device to shock and harvest catfish oh, yeah. i mean of course they're looking at anyway fines from 400 to a thousand dollars 120 days in jail yeah. and without a license a 50 dollar fine if they'd have waited another day of course you can't shock the fish no but they could have been fishing for free. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, too, uh, this is something. We've talked about this. This happened once before on this show. We talked about agents arrested a 57-year-old for forgery, injuring public records and theft. 
uh, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Licensing and Registration Office received a boat registration application packet for a vessel on March 16th of 2023 containing a boat registration certificate listing the individual as the registered owner and a bill of sale for the boat motor with an incorrect registration number. After further investigation, the boat registration application packet agents determined that the alleged forged his name on the registration. Stolen boat. That's right. Then he put up the boat up for sale and received $4,000 for the vessel, even though the vessel was registered to someone else. And agents found the individual advertising the vessel for sale for its registration, allowing him as the owner to entice the buyer. Well, they jailed him up in East Baton Rouge Parish. So, yeah. folks, you know, they, they, it's just crazy things. Uh, we're working. looking, yeah, yeah, we're looking at a five thousand dollar fine, possibly ten years in jail. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at some issues there, yeah. uh, Rick. Not worth it. That's right. In the meantime, tides for today, Friday the 16th of June. The sun rose in Southwest Pass at 6.07. It's going to set at 8.10 in the high and low tide chart. The high tide was at 5.31 this morning. The low tide is going to be at 9.23 uh, tonight. Elsewhere, tomorrow, Saturday the 17th, 6.07, the sun's going to rise. It's going to set at 8.10 in the high and low tide chart. The high tide will be at 6.13 tomorrow morning and the low tide at 9.57 Saturday night. Elsewhere, Sunday, Father's Day, the 18th, uh, the sun's going to rise at 6.08, and we'll be at 8.10. It's going to set in the high and low tide chart. The high tide will be at 6.52, low tide at 10.32, water temperature average in Vermilion Bay, 83 degrees. Starting to warm up, too, yep. Rick. Oh, yeah. So we're seeing that a lot, too, uh, in that regard. Anyway, yep. in the meantime, Rick, uh, we wouldn't be here each Friday if it wasn't for these fine people. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Home Run Pizza, and our new sponsor, Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And our motto is always, kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal.